This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Yesterday, Borg Warner closed the deal on its acquisition of Delphi. That adds about $4 billion in revenue to Borg Warner, making it a $14 billion supplier. It also sets up Borg Warner to do complete turnkey systems for battery electric vehicles. Fred LaSalle, the president and CEO of Borg Warner, told Autoline what they're now capable of. With Delphi, uh, you are we're creating a Borg Warner that not only has downstream the battery, the winning equation, which is mechanical plus motor plus power electronics equal system. But John, we have also, we, we have all the products from stationary charging to moving the wheels of, of a battery electric vehicle or a hybrid vehicle. From stationary charging to onboard charging to battery packs, to battery management system, battery cooling, inverter, motor, transmission, DC-DC converter, I forgot. You know, efficiency in the battery electric vehicle is gonna be extremely important. We're not gonna talk about fuel efficiency, but we're gonna talk about efficiency. With efficiency comes range or cost. And also with efficiency, the less electrons we use to moving the wheels of this vehicle can be used for other trends like connected or autonomous driving. And, and we are going to be one of the only guys in the world that can uh, fine tune this efficiency, the mechanical efficiency, together with the motor efficiency, together with the software efficiency, all those connections, making sure that we have the right package that we are optimizing all the design features because we have all that under one roof. That is pretty impressive. And not many suppliers have the ability to do complete turnkey BEV systems. In fact, we're not sure that anyone else has such a complete portfolio. And by the way, Borg Warner also owns 20% of Romeo Systems, a battery startup located near Los Angeles which claims to have the highest energy density of any battery. It plans to go public through a reverse merger and hopes to raise about $384 million. Romeo makes batteries for heavy trucks and commercial vehicles and does all of its manufacturing in the U.S. Mercedes says its break-even point before turning a profit is too high, and so it needs to cut costs. It's going to slash fixed costs and R&D by more than 20% by 2025. We wonder if that puts its Formula One efforts in jeopardy. But for the short term, AMG's links to Formula One will be ramped up next year, but we're not sure exactly what that entails. And specialists from the race team will also be used for the company's Vision EQXX technology program that looks to bring the development of e-motors in-house. And Mercedes, is really ramping up its electrification efforts. The G-Class and the AMG and Maybach brands will be going electric. The EQS sedan, which comes next year, will be followed by the EQE sedan, the EQE SUV, and the EQS SUV. Those are all built on the automaker's large dedicated EV platform. 
In 2025, a smaller dedicated EV platform will launch that will be for small and medium-sized cars. Also expect to see more Maybach variants in the future. Mercedes will try and double the size of the brand. With these moves, Mercedes says by 2025, it will be able to turn a profit even in unfavorable market conditions. The world is changing at an ever-increasing pace. No matter what the mode of transportation, there is always the need for an efficient propulsion system. And that's exactly what Borg Warner has been doing since the earliest days of the automotive industry. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing, Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. Hey, join us this Thursday when we take a deep dive into the development of the new Acura TLX. We'll have the team leader, Ken Sheridan, and the chief engineer, Mark Ernst, on Autoline After Hours the only show where you can consistently learn how the auto industry develops new products. Frank Marcus will also be on the show, so join John and Gary when we go live this Thursday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Honda, as you know, announced it's going to pull out of Formula One at the end of next year, but it's going to continue making engines for IndyCar. So why Indy and not F1? Well, here's our Autoline Insight. Honda's Formula One activities are run by an operation called Honda HRD. It's funded directly out of Honda's R&D budget. Meanwhile, the IndyCar program is run by Honda HPD, which is a subsidiary with its own P&L responsibilities. It makes money selling high-performance parts and IndyCar engines. By getting rid of its F1 efforts, Honda will free up a lot of R&D money, whereas if it dropped out of IndyCar, it wouldn't save anything at all. Shifting over to the commercial truck segment, Toyota and its big truck subsidiary Hino announced plans to jointly develop a Class 8 fuel cell semi-truck for the North American market. It will be based on the Hino XL series and equipped with Toyota's fuel cell technology. The companies expect to have a demonstration vehicle ready in the first half of 2021. And speaking of Toyota and fuel cells, It's partnered with Hitachi and Japanese railway company JR East to develop a rail car powered by a hybrid fuel cell system. Here's how it works. Electricity generated from the fuel cell is used to charge the main storage battery, which also gets energy through regenerative braking. The hybrid system then supplies that electricity to the traction motors from both the fuel cell and the main storage battery, and that's what turns the wheels. The company's plan to test the rail car in the real world in March of 2022. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. Intrepid Control Systems. Over-the-air engineering. Boost your game. And by Borg Warner. Propulsion solutions that support a clean, energy-efficient world. The new F-150 goes on sale soon, and for the first time, it will be offered with a full hybrid powertrain. And the folks over at Ford want you to know that the hybrid is rough and tough as any F-150 out there. Put out this video of the hybrid going through torture tests that all F-150s endure, including towing in the desert in 100-plus degree weather, driving over harsh terrain and poor roads. The company also built a special testing machine 
to violently shake the one and a half kilowatt hour lithium ion battery equipped in the truck to stimulate hitting potholes and driving over bad roads. Ford says 82 hours on the machine is the equivalent of 10 years of punishment. The hybrid F-150 is powered by a three and a half liter engine that combines for 430 horsepower, 570 pound-feet of torque, and is able to tow up to 12,700 pounds. It's the most powerful powertrain in the new F-150 lineup, and it has the most torque of any F-150 ever. And speaking of Ford, the automaker has struggled to connect with buyers in China. So to help with that, Ford is opening a new design center in the country this month, and will hire Chinese designers to launch vehicles with its new design language called Progressive Energy in Strength. While we don't think there's much to glean from it, Ford says this speed form it has on display at the Beijing Auto Show helps to showcase that future look. The press release talks about this cool-sounding, parametric octagon scales graphic design in the grille, but foolishly, Ford didn't show it. Guess we'll have to wait for that. But that wraps up today's show. Thank you for watching.